Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the St. Louis Composting Garden Hotline with Mike Miller on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Thank you, Scott. And this is the second hour of the Garden Hotline, which means the tip of the trowel. A special on-air recognition for an individual group or situation that has made an impression on me during this past week. And it's brought to you by St. Louis Composting, 636-861-3344. But right now, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, ideas, or whatever about uh, your plant world, whether there's plants in the indoors or outside, you can simply give us a call, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. And then we can talk about it. Uh, tip of the trial goes out to the St. Louis trash, <laughs> trash trucks, refuse. And what it is is one day every month you can have bulk trash, like all kinds of really crazy stuff. You put it out in the alleyway, and these people, special truck, one, like I say, one day out of a month, they come by and pick it up. So everything from old mattresses to chairs to, you know, really kind of crazy stuff. I, you know, showing you one of the craziest things that I put out there. I had this old, uh, let's say, shower, glass shower door, and it was had a kind of a cool uh, symbol on it, but I didn't have any place to do anything with it anymore, and I was kind of bored with it, so I put it out in the alley and they picked it up, but I mean, they have an unbelievable amount of interesting things that people get rid of. So you don't have to do anything with it except put it out there, and then they'll come by, and I don't know if there's anything that they won't take. I don't think they would maybe take refrigerators or stoves or something like that, but maybe they do. I don't know. I just kind of see the normal stuff that you know people put out. But it's uh, so the tip of the trial goes out to those guys that are in that truck. There's about three or four of them, and they generally walk behind the trash truck. And then where there's stuff to be put into the trash truck, then they throw it in there and then they kind of crush it up. And then it's just amazing the amount of stuff they get rid of. And it's kind of nice to see that you, you have that option. So. That's the tip of the trial for this week. And uh, thanks for having me on your show where we can discuss everything from uh, 
how to care for, what to do, what you should be thinking about, whether it's an annual. Yes, I actually have seen some pansies. Now, I haven't seen them this morning after last night's cold, but there were still pansies in flower and uh, maybe herbs. I want to see. I'm growing some rosemary. I have uh, variegated liriope in pots and uh, two other things. I want to check out and see if uh, the cold has done anything to them as far as with last night. Uh, how about your conifers, your deciduous trees, your vines? Yes. Remember, when I make a comment or answer your questions, it's certainly not the only garden path for you to take to achieve the desired results, but strictly offered for you to consider. And Drew is producing, so he answers the phone. He just needs your first name. Then he'll put it up on the computer screen, and then I will talk to you. And I've been doing the Garden Hotline since 1994. And besides the Saturday morning get-together, I can come out to your yard and do a landscape consultation where I can talk about designs, you know, what you should be doing, what this plant, watch out for this. Should you be pruning that? This is here. You need to not have these two two different plants close together because one needs more moisture than the other one, then it's going to be detrimental one way or the other. So you can go to my website, MikeMillerDesigns.com, and on the homepage there's my email address and phone number, and you can contact me, and we can set up a time where I will come to your home and take a look at your yard. Let's take a call or two before we take a break. Julie, how are you? Hello, Julie. Hi. Hi. This is Joyce. Oh, Joyce. Sorry. Um, I just have a question on what to do with my black night butterfly bush and my cratum myrtles bushes. I've been about three years, and I don't know. I can't remember what I'm supposed to do with them. Trim them or... You, Wait until spring. Yeah, you could just leave them alone. They're still probably relatively small. So with it, you know, with those summer bloomers, you can wait. You can prune all the way up until the new growth begins in the springtime, and uh, even a little bit late, you know, later than that. So just let them go and let them, you know, get let's say a little bit more robust before you do any kind of pruning. So. You really don't have to do anything except make sure they. You said they've been in the ground three years. Yeah. Uh, they probably have a well enough established root system, but it may not hurt to go out with a bucket of water and you know give them a little bit of water. Yeah, I put mulch around them too. So oh, okay, that's perfect. I just can't remember about the pruning. Yeah, it's pruning wise. You got. Uh, all the way up, you can prune them now if you want to, or you can do it uh, before the new growth begins in the springtime. Okay, thank you. Okay, my pleasure. And thank you. Boomer, how are you today? I'm good, Mike. How are you doing? Very good. 
good. Listen, um, I've called in a few times about my Concord grapevines, but I wanted to kind of hone in on a couple questions. And uh, my son asked me last night, he's like, Dad, when are you going to prune back all these grapevines? Because they're growing everywhere, all over the trellis and then up onto our deck. And that prompted me to ask you. Um, I've kind of heard two things. One is the more leafage you have, you know, in plants, the more strength the plant is going to have, right, for its food, you know, um, photosynthesis and all that. Right. And um, But with grapevines, I've seen on, you know, YouTube, online stuff, where they go up like three or four nodes, and then they cut everything else off, and they leave only three or four nodes on the on the stalk, on the cane, you know, stalk and then the canes. And uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on what you think is a better way to go about it. Well, like let them go and get rid of all the bad stuff and just let it go, or should I prune it all the way down to those three or four nodes? Well, it's, it just depends upon what you, what, you know, why are you growing them. You can just let them go if you want to. They'll just keep going and going and going. And, I mean, depending upon what variety, you can get some prolific amount of growth off of them. Or you can yeah. go ahead and prune them. You know, like, the let's say the grapes they used for wine, those are, you know, cut back on a basically a yearly basis. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And does that make the actual fruit better? Because you, you've you've said in your shows that fruit really stresses the plant, right? So, you know, I, I I just I didn't know which way to go, so I just wanted to get the expert's opinion. Yeah, I think uh, go ahead and prune them because you're just growing them, you know, not necessarily for uh, fruit production, but you know, again, uh, without knowing exactly what type of grape this is, I would say you know prune them. It, Concord and then Venus Concord oh, okay. are the two. Yeah, so that's what I have. have. How long have you had them in the ground? Four years. Four years. Have you had any fruit production at all? Absolutely. I've had crazy fruit production, but the animals <laughs> all get it before I, before I can get it. <laughs> so I would say go ahead and prune them, and then uh, you know maybe not all of them, but you know let's say prune half of them back. And then just kind of see which you know which you prefer as far as the amount of growth is going to result. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it's going to be kind of an experimental process going forward. So, so you're saying not to cut all the way down, you know, the you know the cane, you know, three or four nodes up on any stalks, but just prune some of the bad stuff or the overgrowth stuff. Yeah, definitely get rid of that. Okay. All right, Mike, you're awesome. I appreciate your show very much. Well, great. Well, thanks for having me on your show. And 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. We have some phone lines open, and we'll be back after these messages. By the sea, by the beautiful sea, you and I, you and I, oh, how happy we'll be. When each wave comes a-rolling in, we will duck or swim, and we'll float. 314 436 7900 or 1 800 925 1120. Let's head over to Don's yard. Hi, Don. Hi, how you doing? Can you hear me all right, Mike? Yes. Okay, I've got a new tree in the yard. It's a red maple. It's probably been in the yard four or five weeks. Uh, it's a pretty good sized tree. 
And uh, one of the workers, as they were loading it, told me to water this tree throughout the entire winter with two five-gallon buckets of water each and every week. What do you think about that? Uh, might be a little bit too much water, but uh, it could, you know, if, if the soil where it's planted, if it was planted properly and everything else, you should be okay. But I would think uh, you don't quite have to do that much. And, I'm sorry. and especially if. What was that? You know, especially if there's been rain, then you don't need to do the additional watering. Well, I was wondering, I mean, if I do it throughout the whole winter, wouldn't that water just simply freeze on there and eventually just build up into nothing but ice? Well, it could. I mean, it could make it, you know, you know that kind of situation, but uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that per se. So uh, they should right. be, it should be okay, but uh, you need to just basically one inch of water Every week. I got you. Throughout the winter, because I want to keep it alive, that's for sure. Right. Okay, one inch of water every week. All righty. Well, thank you for your comment. I uh, I thought they were off base with that, but I thought, well, I'll ask you. <laughs> so, thank you, for, thank you for your time this morning. Sure, my pleasure. Have a good day. Yep, let's head over to Jim's yard now. Hi, Jim. Hey, good. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you answered my first question about watering. I put in 16 trees uh, from 4 feet to 10 feet, Ooh. and uh, I've kept them well watered. And so I guess I ought to be adding about an inch of water a week then through the winter. Right. Okay, that sounds great. Second question on crepe myrtles. Uh, number of stalks that I left from last year actually bloomed again, so it made me hesitate to start pruning those things very severely. Uh, some are clearly dead, as I would call them. So sh what is your recommendation? You trim them down the ground or you let them alone or selectively select uh, particular branches? Yeah, basically, if they're not causing problems like overhanging walkways or something like that, I don't see any reason not to just let them go. All right. And then well, if, there, if there's any that uh, just don't leaf out, then cut those you know, down as close to the ground as you possibly can. 
Yeah, and I think that was basically what I was following as my uh, momentary plan. So I shall follow that advice. Uh, nextly, uh, Guara, can one cut them down now? Now, what plant was that? Guara, G-U-A-R-A. Glora. Hmm. Guara. Oh, you've spoken about it before. I must be mispronouncing. G-U-A-R-A. Maybe a two-foot-tall plant with many little blooms. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and, okay. you know, and cut it I'm back. Clearing my beds. Lastly, I'm frantically planting crocus, daffodils, tulips, anemones, elysium, and so on. A little late as usual. Um, it suggests well-watering the plants, so I have soaked them with water. But I think I heard you early this morning say hey, too much water can cause rot. Right. So just watch out. But since we've had, you know, you just don't want to do additional watering if we've had rain. And yeah, well, if, if they've been if they've been in the ground and you've watered them several times, they should be okay. Okay. Well, we're certainly not overwatered. I'm 14 inches and 7,600 down since last January. Woo. We're down to 21 inches of rain for this year so far here. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty serious. Yes. Fortunately, I've got deep wells, and so I can keep irrigating things. Well, I thank you very much, as usual, for your information and listen to you avidly. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on your show. Good day, sir. And uh, let's head over to another Jim's yard. Hi, Jim. Hi, how are you? Good. Hey, uh, I talked to you last year, and I had a purple clematis that um, I had trimmed back all the way, and I thought, well, okay, well, it was the year before. And this last year, it looked beautiful, but it didn't bloom the blooms at all on it. And it's right by an electrical metal box, but in the past, it always bloomed, but it didn't bloom this year. Probably just because of the severe pruning, more so than anything. In, okay, so in, in combination with our, you know, crazy weather, you know, in that with that's where it's located and everything else. Okay. Now, on my hydrangeas, should I just leave them alone or do I need to cut them back down? No, you don't need to cut them. Okay. I mean, you can cut the spent flowers. You know, if you want to, but you don't need to do pruning just for the sake of pruning. Okay. And with knockout roses, is it good to put, like, can I put leaf, uh, leaf mulch around the base of them, or do I have to use regular cedar mulch around them? No, you can use regular. Basically, any, any kind of mulch should be fine. Okay. And should you keep watering them now, too? With pretty much, you know, there's probably... Do you have any flowers left on them? Because in my neighborhood, there are a couple that still have some flowers. If they're still blooming, then I would say go ahead and water them. But if they're not blooming, then I would say no. Well, I trimmed them down about 10 inches last weekend. And so I, I had to trim them down because they were going above to where my glass is on my patio area. So okay. I cut about two feet off the moth. But they're still four feet tall. <laughs> they're beautiful. <laughs> yes, they are. It sounds like. But uh, I probably don't really need to water them anymore this year. Or... Well, I mean, it's still pretty darn dry. 
It wouldn't hurt oh, yeah. to water them. I mean, just take a you know two gallon bucket out. You know, if we have a week with no rain, I would go ahead and water them just to kind of keep them keep the root system healthy. Moist. Yeah, we're awful dry up here on Sunset Lake. Our lake's down about eighteen inches this year. Ooh, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's been really dry. So yeah, go ahead and you know water them. It's going to be to the advantage of the plant material. Okay. Well, I've been listening to your show for a long time, and I always talk to people at work and everywhere. Like, hey, if you got a question, call call the garden hotline guy. He'll answer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Greatly appreciate you listening. Okay. You have a great day. You do the same. And now let's head over to Peggy's. Hi, Peggy. Mike, um, I have a question on Oriental poppies. Uh, these are perennials. I planted them in May, and by the skin of their little teeth, they have made it through this hot summer. Um, I watered them and kind of took care of them, but now do I mulch them for the winter or what? <laughs> yeah, you can put just not too much mulch, though, like one to two inches. Okay, and I was just going to use leaf mulch. Is that okay? Yeah, just so it's real mulch and it's just not leaves that have, you know, you're raking up from fallen leaves out of a tree. Oh, okay. Well, believe me, I have plenty of those. <laughs> um, and my lavender plants that are out near there, I only have a little bit of sunny area. Can they be mulched the same way? Yeah, they generally the herbs don't need the mulch. So you can, but again, just make sure it's not too deep because it can you know, create problems from that perspective. Okay, all right. Well, I finally got the poppies going, I hope, for next year, and I just didn't want to lose them over the winter. Right. Good luck right, with thank those. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Yes. And Maureen, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. <laughs> okay, my story. My husband moved us to Potosi. Um, I wanted some property so that I could have a nice big garden. Well, my nice big garden plans are gone because all we have is rock and clay. Ooh. However, yeah. I mean, I, I got a bunch of trees from a... Um, fruit trees I was going to plant and I thought I found a spot and I could not even dig into the ground. It was that bad. I watered the ground, tried it again. It's all clay. So my question is, I want to get a, a hoop house or some kind of covered, you know, thing next spring or sooner or later. And I was thinking about getting raised garden beds, but it's very expensive. Could I get like mulch, I mean, compost and stuff uh, delivered to my house out here in Potosi from somewhere and just like do kind of like a, a raised mound kind of thing? Would that be silly to, I'm talking about like 60 feet, you know, long rows of, you know, vegetables and all kinds of things. I'm not even going to talk about my fruit trees right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in pots in the garage right now. <laughs> Because I can't plant them, yeah. I just I'm, I just don't know exactly what I should do yeah, uh, just, as far as planting a garden. I mean, you just you're going to have a really difficult circumstance, regardless of what you do. Because I mean, you can bring in topsoil, compost blends, and you know, blah blah blah, this and that. But if it doesn't really blend in with the existing soils, which you say right. you can't even get into the existing soil. Then once the root system of any of the plant material hits, you know, the existing soil, then that's going to be to the detriment of that plant, whether it's a fruit tree, whether it's a vegetable or anything else. 
So that's where your trouble's going to be. Oh, yeah. So even with a raised bed circumstance and just to do a big pile of something, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to, it's not going to have the ability to kind of stay as a big pile. It's going to start melting down. So in other words, eroding. Right, right. Uh, I do watch a lot of YouTube and I saw this one guy on there who put like a cedar blocks around his stuff and every year he gets more, you know, soil and stuff and, and amendments and stuff like that. Right. I, I just don't know what else to do. Uh, we do actually have like maybe an acre of trees that are still uncleared. And my son was putting in some fence posts with an auger. And he said that where those trees are, the soil looked a lot better, that I should maybe think about clearing some of that out and putting my trees, in, my fruit trees, because I have eight fruit trees that really need to go in. Um the Next pr- year, I guess, I don't know what to do. I have Well, the problem with doing that is the existing trees that are there, the root right. system is going to make it really dif- difficult for any kind of new plant to get established in that situation. Right, right. Oh, geez. I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm You're going to have to leave Potosi and go someplace else. No, I don't. Oh, you know, that's what my son says. Why don't you move? I'm like, Why don't you just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're just going to have a real tough situation. 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Back after these messages. Is this a theme song from Peanuts? <laughs> Let's head over to George's yard. Hi, George. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good. Hey, I bought a tropical hibiscus this year. I had it on my patio, and it did real well. I'm going to try overwintering it in my atrium basement. It gets decent light, but it's like northwest facing, so it's not the best. Right. But it might, is it to the advantage of the plant to kind of take it outside on nice days and bring it back in when it gets below freezing? Uh... You know, as much as I can. So I got a door that I can go in and out of real easy. Well, if you want to go ahead and do that, you can certainly do it. It's not, you know, the amount of light and everything else, just make sure you get it back inside just in case, uh, you know, it's going to get too cold. Yeah, well, it's, it's freezing. I mean, it can take 40s probably, no problem. Yeah, like ter- probably I wouldn't let it get, you know, too much, you know, probably mid-40s. I wouldn't let it get any colder than that. But, you know, with our weather, you never know what you're going to get. Exactly. And taking it in and out might be better for the plant to get it some more sunlight, you know, as much as possible. Does maybe avoids a lot of leaf drop and everything. They're still going to drop a lot of leaves anyway. Yeah, I, I know that. But, like, January and February when it's, you know, freezing right. you know, all the time, it's going to have to be inside. But I thought maybe in this fall... Time, it would be better to uh, get it some more sunlight and try to prolong it as much as possible. Yeah, a day like today where it's you know going to be up in the upper 50s, that would be fine. Yeah, I didn't know if that would screw it up, you know, taking it in and out. No. I, I've never done it before, so I'm going to give it a shot. And I got one more question. I got um, Japanese maple, really vivid red leaves now, really pretty. But some of the branches are brown. You know, you can tell that uh, the leaves had died. 
go ahead and trim them off now or wait till spring or no you uh the maples really prefer to be pruned during the winter time after the foliage starts dropping so you can mm-hmm. do it on on warm days when you take our hibiscus out you can go out and prune your japanese maple <laughs> yeah i thought it, i'd go ahead and get those dead ones trimmed off now right so then springtime it would you know they wouldn't be just sitting there with nothing on them so exactly okay cool all right. Have a good day. All right. You too. See ya. And let's head over to Art's yard. Hi, Art. Little Betty and Sid Hansel type of comment. Glenn Ford, the movie star, he was a big container and raised bed advocate. He also learned his horsemanship from Will Rogers. But my uh, comment about bulbs. You know, you can put a lot of money into all these bulbs of foreign origin, like Greece, Syria, uh, Portugal, Spain. And you get some of these people that are really trim happy. They get into your border gardens, and they bring that doggone foliage down. I hear that if you uh, leave them go for five weeks, you can pretty well trim them down to the ground. Have you heard that? Well, you don't. I mean, once the foliage starts turning brown, you know, then you can cut it back at that time. Well, I mean, it's talking to a time or a growth limits with respect to different bulbs. And my comment with respect to a drought condition around your plantings, as a leaky faucet. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, thanks, Art. Greatly <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> so now let's head over to Mike's yard. Hi, Mike. Yeah, Mike, got a question. We've had a uh, pink dogwood, and it died. Uh, I think it had fire blight or something like that, and we've cut it down. Uh, we want to plant another tree right in that same area. We've got some uh, gas lines and got to call dig right and all that sort of stuff. But uh, what, uh, you know, short of yanking that uh, roots and trunk out of there, it's about uh, six, eight inches diameter dogwood uh, stump left. So what what do you suggest? Put another dogwood there, something different? Uh, it's I mean, it's a personal choice as much as anything. So if you, okay. I mean, you can try another dogwood, Obviously, if it was six-inch caliper as far as the trunk goes, so that's a pink dogwood, and they're tough to grow, and you had multiple years out of that. So if you were happy with it, just I wouldn't probably put it uh, within about four or five feet of where the existing one that has been removed was growing. Okay, yeah, I guess that's more more my question, where to where to put the next tree rather than the, the choice. That, that, that uh it's not my choice what I'm going to plant. Uh, I'll just, I'm just a hole digger. So, to speak. <laughs> so yeah, no closer than, you know, like five feet. It would be better probably a little bit further. When was the tree taken down? Uh, it died over the last uh, three years. Okay. And we just took, just cut the wood. It, it was all uh, dried wood pretty much uh, just a couple weeks ago. Right. So probably the root system was imploding at that time. So, it's the root system of dogwoods are really not that active as like it would be if it was a different type shade tree or something. So yeah, five feet minimum, 
any place between five and ten feet for, of where the existing one was. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, it's between the, the gas line and the water line, so we're going to have to be real picky about where that goes without digging up something and get that all marked and that sort of thing. Right. So, okay, sounds good. Uh, at least I know i got a five-foot diameter to work around. Exactly, Thanks, Mike. right. And right. let's head over to Teresa's. Hi, Teresa. Hello. How Hi. are you today? Very good. Okay, I'm calling about the lady's problem with the clay and rock. Right. I had the same problem, only worse, because it was a new construction site. Ooh. So what works for me is in the middle of the summer, like July, I planted daikon radish. It didn't look pretty, but I let it rot over the winter time, and it digs very deep into the soil. It rots, and it leaves nutrients behind. And then in the spring... I tilled it up. Uh, worked wonderful. Uh, it's not a, a fast fix, but it eventually does work. It takes about a year. Well, that's pretty fast. If you can get soil improvement the way she was describing, you say yours is even worse within yeah. one year. I mean, that's kind of yes. incredible. Yeah. Well, I at, in the spring after that, I did put some compost down. But even before the compost, I had worms. I had uh, everything in there. I mean, it was it was really good. And the soil test came out real nice, too. Great. But uh, that daikon radish, when it decomposes, it leaves all that nutrient behind, and it also breaks up the soil. Perfect. That's good. I, yeah. You know, great to hear. Nothing like, a, you know, something that uh, people have had success with. Well, that's all I had to say. All right. Well, great. All right. Thanks. Yep. 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Back after these messages. Yes, folks, we're headed over to Larry's yard. Hi, Larry. Hi, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I was wondering a couple things. One about uh, if it's too late to trim back elderberry bushes. And also blackberry, raspberry, and gooseberry, if I can transplant them this time of year. Uh, it's getting a little bit late to be doing any kind of transplanting. Okay. Because the ground is going to get cold, then that's going to stop any kind of new root development. That way, if we have, let's say, a nasty winter, a nasty spring, then anything that you transplanted could be going downhill. All right. So what and, about trimming the elderberry? Uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Sure, my pleasure. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, transplanting. Some, if you bought something in a nursery, nurseries still have plant material and things like that, that's fine because they have the root system established. But when you transplant something, you basically reduce the root mass considerably by a considerable amount and then that's where the trouble comes. Let's head over to Jim's yard now. Hi, Jim. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, I can't read my own scrawl. So I had a question. A number of these trees have suckers on them. They were healed in all summer. I would assume, obviously, to remove the suckers. But would you do that now or in the spring? No, you can do it basically whenever you want. Okay. 
Number two, I never in my life heard of something called daikon radish. Can you tell me what that is? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it's interweb time then. (laughs) Exactly. I don't have ingredients to me. (laughs) Yeah, something. Thank you very much. Yeah, something that can drill its way down through rock and everything else. I thought, hmm. But it's anyway. a Franklin County plant. I would uh, pay dearly for it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Sure, my pleasure. And now let's head over to Linda's. Hi, Linda. Hi, Mike. Hi. Um, I have a question about my hydrangeas. You know, they really went down badly. They were still blooming like summertime when we got that cold weather. And I put something around them, like just blankets, and I had landscaping material for one. So now I've got the landscaping material for all of them, and I just cut off the spent blooms. Do you think that that weather that we had is enough to keep them from blooming next spring, that you know this landscape material will be beneficial then for the rest of the winter? Uh, it should help a little bit, but it's not going to help a whole lot. But we haven't had anything like we got – like we had last year that really had a big impact on lots of different plant materials, not only just hydrangeas. But yeah, that was neat. I had you know, I had three and two blooms, so I guess that did pretty well. But so was that near zero temperatures? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that cold, but it was the what it was. It was just really early, so it'd too be cold, like you know, the temperatures that we had overnight. Only it was like in you know. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was in like mid-October, and the plants were just caught by surprise. Oh, okay. I didn't remember it being that early, but yeah, I knew that it was. They weren't dormant yet at all. Right. And then my other question is: I have a small hibiscus, tropical hibiscus, that was in a pot all summer, and it did. You know, the leaves did get um, frozen or affected when we had that cold weather, even though I had it. I think I brought it on the porch, uh, the front porch, unprotected. But it's not dead because I cut it way back. It's probably only about three inches tall now. It's still in the pot with the potting mix that was in there all summer. But the leaves are green, and they are still green this morning. Do you think I could bring that in just the garage? Because I tried bringing them down the basement, bigger ones one year, and they just didn't survive at all. So... Do you think that I could bring it in the garage and just kind of cover it maybe even with a towel or something, a bath towel when it gets really cold? It's a garage with windows. Well, as long as it's going to be in a bright window, if it's not in you know a really bright circumstance, then it's not going to be the temperature is going to be detrimental. It's going to be the lack of light. The light. So I'd probably have to put a grow light over it if I wanted to do that. Yeah, that would be the smartest thing to do. I've already got about a million things under my grow light. I still have, <laughs> I don't, you probably don't remember, but I had called you last winter about my lantanas that I got at the end of the season. Every one of those, eight out of nine survived. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And we tried, we're digging them up, dug them up again. And I've got them down in pots under the grow light. And I know you said don't water them too much and, you know, don't do too much with them, but they're putting on new green leaves on the, stocks too oh, i hope i can get them through another winter <laughs> it's just an experiment so okay well i'll try it maybe but i don't know the thing that travel hibiscus is only 12 dollars. maybe 
Right. You know, by the time I buy a grow light and all that business, I might be better off just buying a new one next year. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving and thanks for the show. I love it. Sure. My pleasure. And Greg, could you do it kind of quick? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, so I just had a question about an ar- arbovira. I always have a hard time saying that word, but it's spread out. It's getting very thin. I'm probably going to cut it out. I was just wondering how far away from that I'd have to plant something new. Probably. How big is it? Uh, it's probably 20, 20 plus feet high. Oh, <laughs> so it's a yeah, green it's giant. So you're going to have to have it uh, probably maybe 10, 10 to 12 feet away from where it is. The existing one is. Okay. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. Sure, my pleasure. And Linda, we're not going to be able to get to you today, but uh, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. This is a wild, crazy time of year, and uh, the year has just been, from a growing standpoint, as I said, as I look out the window here, at KMOX, some of these trees have so many leaves still on them. I just, you know, don't remember this happening at Thanksgiving time, just kind of in general. And uh, just an amazing year. So maybe climatic change is doing something. Who knows what it is, actually. <laughs> but uh, as we know, anybody that grows plant material we never know what to expect one day to the next, one season to the next, or anything else. But the best thing to do is just enjoy whatever it is and realize that 100% success is not going to happen anytime, place. So Mike Miller, KMOX Garden Hotline, I will see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.